Off the ball. This beautiful country with so many incredible sports stars are going to open up the World Cup and just set an example for so many. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Rugby on Off the Ball. With Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. You are very welcome back to the Aviva Stadium where Fiona Hayes, we've just watched Leinster obliterate the Premiership champions. In the end, they've won by 55 points to 24. At a game that should have been nervy at halftime, it was 17 points to 10. You're wondering, Leicester asking plenty of questions, but in that third quarter, Leicester just blew them away. Yeah, they just ground it out, didn't they? Just when you thought, you know, their backs were against the wall a little bit with that yellow card, they showed their ability of a team and how good they are that they were able to get a massive turnover in the middle of the park by Ringrose, who's been absolutely outstanding. They kicked up, got another scrum penalty when they were scrumming seven against eight. So this pack, it's almost like they're able to get up to another gear you know they're they're sitting there they're absorbing all that Leicester pressure especially at breakdown time but once they went in at half time I'd say there was a few words spoken and they were absolutely able to lift it to another gear what was the reason for that transformation because first half Gary Rinrose gets two tries inside the first 16 minutes it's a perfect platform for the game but then they're not able to push on from that point but yet in the second half there was a relentlessness about them especially after the 50 minute around that time yeah to be honest with you I think in the second half they were able to get cleaner ruck ball which meant that they were getting faster ruck ball and we know how dangerous Gibson Park is when he can get it in that three second mark when they're able to move it nice and quick so Leicester done really well in the first half at disrupting the breakdown they caused Leinster awful trouble even Leinster giving away a few penalties at times but I think they went back in had a look at that and when they came out they were so dominant especially at scrum time that they, the Leicester team tired as well they, you know that really blitz kind of coming up defence that we saw internally especially it kind of died down once the more Leinster pulled away and got a couple of tries we talked about the back three before the match started and the fact that Andre Pollard was likely to put high ball yep. that's as it played out but in the end Jimmy O'Brien had an excellent game Hugo Keenan yep. was as reliable under the high ball as he normally is James Lowe went off injured but was doing okay before that put a yep. very good kick across the pitch himself yep. at 1.2 the back three didn't seem to have too much problem with high ball being put in on top of them no and it's funny I actually talked about uh, the Leicester back three before the game uh, of course we know how good um, Leinster but I just thought Jimmy O'Brien you know we talked Talked about um, Larmer in there or not? He just proved that he's he's getting there and that he's going to be in serious contention for a starting place on that team as well. I thought he was excellent under the high ball. I thought his footwork in attack, Mike Brown did read him well at times, but he just created so much. And every time I see him in the Leinster starting jersey, he's grown and grown as a player. And even Frawley coming on had to go kind of setting at full back at times, but then went on the wing in defence as well. He just looked naturally you know everyone just looks so at ease when they're coming into these positions Harry Byrne had to come on and and, and oh, Ross had to shift as well for the uh, O'Brien try as well Lovely. absolutely no beautiful but that's I think they have the ability to do that they're almost putting each other under pressure and I imagine they're doing it on the training ground to get those starting spots because it means so much to them and this is huge for them to have a quarter final a semi final and potentially a final at home ground and to be fair the Leinster support were out in their full today and they were they were definitely giving the referee stick at times. I have to give Alan 
Quinlan credit because it appeared on Thursday that Scott Penny might start. So basically, Quinny was saying every time he sees Penny play, URC or his one game in Europe before this, he scores a try. So he was backing him to score. What a handoff before his try as well when he snuck out with the back of the mall. Yeah, he's he's really good in attack. I know, like um, he's I think he's a different type of player than uh, Van der Flair. You know, Van der Flair seems to be everywhere. But what I like about Penny is he picks his moments. As Quinny said, he he gets those tries and he's always there to get him. But his footwork and his handoff to to get that, and he works really really hard and very unlucky not to get a few penalties at the breakdown as well. He was in slowing down Leicester ball, which is what we needed at the start of that second half. You called it pre-game. We did all the talk about Caelan Doris. First start in his professional career at seven. He goes off injured. Yeah. He looked in quite a bit of pain. To me, it looked on the replay on the TV as if his shoulder had popped. Okay. And then they kind of gave him a bit of a sling we could see below when he was coming off. Now, he was on the bench in the second Baird, half of the game. Yeah. Brian Baird, I should say. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, Baird is off and Doris ends up going to number six. Yeah. That was an unfortunate point there. But, again, it opened the chance for Penny then to come in, eventually at seven, for Doris to just flick over the other side. Yeah, and they just have the such great back rows that they have the ability to do that and every everyone looks natural in their position we know Doris could have gone in just as easy at 8 and Conan could have shifted into 6 but for Penny he's, now, he's definitely now now 7 and I, I, I think with Van der Fleer ahead of him sometimes it's hard when you're sitting watching that because he mightn't be utilised at 6 or 8 but those other players like Conan, Bears, they get a chance to get in at 6 or 8 and, and I think Penny came on and he added to the game, Baird very unlucky, he seemed to be having a, a good enough game, he had a couple of handling errors but I thought physically around defensively on the line he was in there making those low hits and absolutely chopping guys so he's a huge loss and you're thinking oh god we're, we're losing a bit of bulk here but Lens were able to bring Penny out and and be quite dominant again and when James Lowe went off again he looked in quite a bit of pain so yeah. let's see where he is in three weeks time for the semi-final but again they were able to readjust and Frawley comes on and Frawley for a point went back in at 15 yeah. these players are versatile and that's a problem solver for them when they've got players that can come in like that yeah no, I, I presume the scoreboard kind of yeah. takes the pressure off a, a little bit but yes you're correct they are versatile like Frawley's the type of player any any ba- any coach would love on your bench you, you saw him go on he, he shifted into the wing we know he can play full back we've seen him at 12 and we probably might see him at 10 down the line in the future so they have such versatility but I would they work on their skill set so hard that uh, at training the Slencer team they're shifting in and out they're constantly going into positions and trying and testing themselves like that even Van der Fleer we saw going in at Hooker I know it was it was hard but they, they backed themselves so much and I, I think they view the game that rugby is rugby and obviously everything is specialised but if you can have that mindset when you're in the heat of battle it takes a lot of pressure off your shoulders Ross Byrne gets seven from seven he kicked wonderfully but he allowed his brother younger brother Harry yeah. to kick into the corners a couple of times after he came on so Harry Byrne was able to be very involved uh, once yeah. he came on as well I'm sure it's going to be a boost to his confidence we've been talking about this guy since he was so good with yeah. the Ireland 20s we saw a little glimmer off the bench there as to what he can do yeah he's, he's just like he does off the backs he was constantly he was breaking through the contact and what I always think about Harry is he, he, he likes to play on the gain line he gets himself involved but he breaks that contact in his look and he always has his hands free and it's almost for a small guy well not that small but he enjoys he enjoys the physicality of the game he enjoys getting hit a lot of players will get into their shell when they're playing tell because they just want to recycle the ball but he's constantly thinking what will I do next even when I was watching him from up here and he could see you know he could see the Leicester defender turning his back 
that means he knew there was space and what a beautiful little pop back inside to Jimmy O'Brien but he pre-saw that he knew that was going to happen his body angle made him turn and he just has the ability to shift players in defence and it's really good to see and Leinster are inundated with tens at the minute um, I know we were talking about it and you, you've the young guys coming up as well you've Charlie Trechter and then you've got Keen Prendergast so it's just it's amazing and you know what those guys battling out of training seeing pictures of Prendergast training it's going to push each other even further when Johnny's gone down the line he's not one of the young guns but in the case of Ross Byrne yeah. he knows now at this point that barring some kind of miracle recovery Johnny Sexton's not going to be back until the end of the season he's yeah. probably uh, played his last game for Leinster so Byrne is going to be empowered now for the rest of this uh, campaign in the Heineken Champions Cup and probably for the rest of the URC campaign to be Leinster's first choice 10 now how do you rate his performance tonight? Yeah 100% and I think that's what he needs he needs that focus he now knows that he's the main guy you know I'm sure he's played a lot of rugby where he's played unreal rugby but he's Johnny obviously comes in and takes the throne which he Johnny's that good and, and you know he deserves to do that but I thought Ross Byrne was very good tonight he did a couple of um, maybe kicks that uh, he done one down the middle that wasn't probably on but other than that I thought he set back I could see him in the backfield he's constantly his uh, chat is huge he's constantly talking to the forwards he's pulling them around the place and he just seems to play exceptionally well when Henshaw and Ringrose are outside him as well the three of them combined excellently well look I was going to joke at the end of this and say that Leicester had Harry Potter but it was the opposite 13 who had the magic would have been a great line if Potter hadn't got the try at the end so that one was slightly ruined unfortunately but we did see um, some serious glimpses out of Gary Ringrose he was named as the player of the game he's got such good feet he's got such good reads defensively he is just developing and developing and developing I can see why Brian O'Driscoll the former great Leinster in Ireland 13 is such a big fan of Gary Ringrose oh my god who isn't I don't think I can talk to anyone from any province that just doesn't look at him with all oh, he's full work when we're when I'm sitting up here what he does to defences he's an ability to turn them inside out almost he's never stopped dead in his tracks he gets you gain line every single time he's carried and that's even on flat passes when he's in space he just knows how to attack and you know over the years I've, I've seen his defence um, get much better and I think he's becoming the all round package and as a 13 that's what you want you want someone to be able to read that defensive read on the outside but he's the footwork to be in space and put people into space also you get such an appreciation when you sit up here high when he makes his decisions about when he's going to shoot out yeah. for a tackle he's very good at picking his moments he's brilliant at picking his moments and when I was up here as well I can see him lining up he's th- always thinking two phases ahead he's excellent at shifting the break of play you can see him almost leave that blind side to come around open and he just gets involved and he comes in as first receiver and that takes a huge kind of pressure off Ross Byrne when you have someone outside you like that who'll come into the line if you're not there they'll come in and take control of that first receiver and he'll come in and do that or else he'll creep in inside in the back line he's just a player that every single time I watch him he's getting better and better and even coming back after injury no problem Leicester how do they assess this Fiona because they're in a game 17-10 two world players of the year not involved with their opposition a few guys have picked up injuries they've had to reshuffle a little bit you're thinking they're right in the game going into the second half and then they end up surrendering seven tries and all over the night and get very heavily beaten how disappointed will they be with their second half they'll be disappointed but you know what I'm disappointed that there's no plan B with Leicester you know you're, you're 50 odd you're 50 points maybe to 17 down or whatever it was and they're still 
still box kicking in the middle of the half yeah they had a lovely intercept pass but what about they try endeavour we saw glimpses of it in the first half when they attacked when they went at Leinster they were able to get especially their big ball carries Visa is able to get you gain line and you know I thought the, the centres um, done really well but it's just this same old same box kicking game and they weren't getting any change out of the back three we spoke about how good they are and I think well, if to give Watson credit wonderful finish yes. but, but that was a try which was Brown going for the quick yeah. tap after they'd already gone for the penalty in the corner and the try that they scored here from Potter was a breakaway yeah. So they weren't creating a huge amount. No, that's it's it's the creativity. Like their 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 lineout was excellent, but it, that's what disappointed me about them. I thought the crowd were booing early on, but they were they were well in the game. And if you're in the game and you're game planning, you're annoying Leinster. That's that's even better to your ears to hear the crowd going mad. But as the game went on, they just didn't change that game plan. It was still box kick after box kick. And you know, you spoke about about Anthony Watson. I mean, he Freddie Stewart. How how good would it have been to see Freddie Stewart? Come into the liner obviously in the air we know in a contact but he's also really good footwork like Ringrose it would have been great to see him attacking out wide they would love to get the type of ball that's there for Leinster on the other side Um, so just a very final word on Leinster then obviously they've got a run to the final from here they're scoring six tries a game they're unbeaten in 21 do you expect them to go on and lift the Champions Cup at the end of the season I think this is definitely their year I think the home advantage especially um, potentially you're looking at maybe two French teams so that is going to be absolutely huge for them um, injury wise they, they'll be looking at a couple of their big ball carriers if they can get them fit but I, I, I think watching them here today the home crowd they, they look exceptionally focused and I think the squad that's there has the ability to do that if they just need to, to play like as a unit and they need to ground out these French teams you know what I mean we'll and, and we'll stay in there and then we'll see what we'll they see can do to lose in three weeks time that's our lot Splunk is up next talk to you soon Leo Cullen, congratulations. Another big win here at the Aviva. Your thoughts straight after the match? Uh, thoughts straight after the match are delighted to be into the next round because that's what it's all about, really. Um, it's, yeah, there's, yeah there's, there's parts of performance we can get better at for sure, but you know, to score 50 points against Leicester is... Um, you know, it's really, really positive. So, um, yeah, delighted to be in the next rounds. Um, you know, it's been a huge effort, really, for players, staff, you know, supporters turning out in such great numbers. Um, like, it's a pretty special old atmosphere out there, and the guys really enjoy playing there. So, um, yeah, no, we're pleased to be through the next rounds. Um, it's such a strange thing, isn't it? Like, the last 16, uh, there's a 10-week lead into that game, and then you have a 60-day lead into the this game. So. Yeah, how was this week? with that it's just trying to get the right balance isn't it between freshness recovery a bit of training um, to give a certain level of intensity um, you know big credit to everyone you know Claire and everyone in ticketing to try and to get it because to get the game sold because like there's so much distractions on this time of year isn't it with Easter and it's a real sort of family time um, and people have their plans and traditions and all the rest so but I thought it was a great atmosphere out there um, guys responded well Um Lots of good stuff in the first half. Maybe forced things a little bit at times. Um, you know, big moment there, like just before half time, where they thought we might add a penalty in the middle of the field, and suddenly Leicester had a penalty. Then they kicked to our end of the field. We go from 17-3 to 17-10, and you know we just led. We were a little bit quiet in the dressing room at half time. Um, then Kalen goes to the bin and started the second half, and they're down to 14 players at 17-10. So it was a huge moment that scrum. Um, 
down just outside the 22 again like I thought we might add a penalty from them all but we, we got a penalty down from the scrum um, with seven players seven forwards so that was a real big shift I think psychologically uh, Ross kicks the penalty and then we managed the next period pretty well so um, yeah so, and then some lots of good stuff in that, that 15 minute period in particular so how we managed that I guess the period with 14 men and the you know, so that that 10 minutes plus the 10-15 minutes after as well so um, I took the game away from Leicester suddenly they a guy in the bin at that stage they lose a guy to the bin then late on as well so um, yeah lots of really good stuff in the game again you know we're still looking for the perfect game so um, but the main thing is we're through the next round now and um, yeah we get to I guess by playing on Friday we get to enjoy yeah. the next uh, couple of days and you know, watch the other quarterfinals because they're three fascinating matchups yeah how does tomorrow look for you you sit down and you watch the match are you sitting down watching it pen and paper in, in front of you or like how 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 are you looking ahead now uh, thinking about are you going to try and decompress think about the game that just went or is it straight away looking ahead to either Toulouse or the Sharks um, well enjoy the moment is the first thing so um, you know we're you know next game for us is we're ahead of South Africa now on Tuesday to play the Lions on Saturday yeah. so um so again like go through the process of getting guys assessed and see who are the best guys to bring down there that's that's the big thing um, in terms of the other games yeah obviously there was in the last 16 you have your eight games to trawl through do you want to watch all of them so yeah. I was sort of picking up them as the week went on really so um, but yeah some fascinating matchups you know look at the quarterfinals you have your two big South African sort of superpower teams uh, with the six former winners of the competition so um, as I said like you know the four amazing matchups were by playing on Friday like it's it's sort of tight isn't it to turn around again for supporters that's why I say it's great effort from them terminating such numbers again um, but yeah we'll watch the three games with a bit of interest now and uh, just a word on uh, Josh van der Fleer as you see him passing there looks like he's a boot on him uh, have you any update on him? Yeah, he's not too bad, Josh. So he, he avoided having to have surgery. We thought he might have to have surgery originally, so he hasn't had to do that. So, um, yeah, he's not too bad, Josh. Um, so we'll see how he is week on week. Okay. Well, enjoy the celebrations and enjoy the rest of your Easter weekend. James Ryan, congratulations. Big win. How's the body after that? Bit sore, yeah. Yeah. Tough game. Um, Particularly first half was very tough. Um, you know, it was 17, what, 17 and a half time, I think. It was a proper game. Um, and uh, we, had to, we had to work. I think the scoreline probably flatters us a little bit because we had to work seriously hard to to get those scores in the second half. Um, but, yeah, body's always a little bit better when you come off from the right end of the scoreline. So we're delighted with that uh, result as well. Um, I think it was a, a proper squad effort to, to get us uh, that result today. Um, and it means we've got a semi-final in a few weeks to look forward to, which is fantastic. Yeah, and you have a few weeks break now. There was only a quick turnaround. It was six days until the Ulster, since the Ulster game. Do you think that affected you in the first half? You really opened up in the second, but do you think the, the quick turnaround affected you at the start of the game today? Um, I'm not sure. Um, no, I, I, I don't know if it was a quick turnaround. We knew, we knew all along it was going to be, it was going to be tight, but... Look, I think it was more the Leicester Tigers are a um, serious team. Do you know what I mean? They won the, the Premiership last last year. Um, you know, they were always going to show up today and, and make it, uh, obviously not just make it hard for us, they were going to show up today and, and try to get a win for themselves. Um, and uh, yeah, the first half, you know, they were very good. Um, 
like they went very hard at their breaks and uh, their kicking game was good but they also played with good width um, when they had the ball as well you know they got that score with Anthony Watts in the corner and uh, it probably caught us a little bit off guard in the first half do you know what I mean we were a bit narrow defensively and we didn't you know quite get the spacing that we needed um, so we, we had to fix that at, at half time um, and I thought we did a, we did that and we did you know a better job in the second half uh, a word on uh, Ross Byrne obviously big boots to fill when uh, Johnny Sexton was announced that he was not going to be playing for the rest of the season or th- that's the that's the, the word uh, he's not doing a half bad job is he? No he's not and uh, look that's no surprise to, to the guys around him uh, the guys I know him he's um, you know he's such a steady kind of confident uh, player um, and I think he's really come on this season as well um, you can see how well he's done with Ireland uh, when he has featured this season the Six Nations and um, uh, he's been brilliant the last few weeks and um, yeah, he's a great great player and um, no he's he's a, he's a good leader as well and all the leadership kind of stuff uh, comes naturally to him do you know what I mean he enjoys driving the week and driving the lads around him so it's quite like Johnny in a lot of ways um, so he's been brilliant best look at the semi-final thanks very much thanks Richard uh, commiserations after that defeat uh, heavy defeat uh, how are you feeling? Yeah no uh, disappointed uh, lost to a quality team today and yeah better team won and they put us a sword the last 20 minutes uh, You don't have long to sit on on the defeat because next week you play Exeter in the Premiership how does the f- coming week look for you now guys how do you pick your team up after a loss like that yeah no that'll be for me to work out now what the group is they're exceptional so what we don't have is luxury of where we're sat to, to rest guys and I'm not sure too many of these Leinster lads will be playing uh, next week and when we'll have to roll out uh, what we've got but we're excited for the challenge uh, I'm not too worried about getting this group up for it because uh, they, they keep going just a word on this Leinster team. Uh, you knew coming into the game that they're a strong outfit. Were you surprised with the strength and depth that they showed today? Or no, definitely not surprised. You watch them and you and you can't you don't see too many weaknesses from playing wet weather rugby to how good their basics are to the individuals to how well coached they are to how, uh, how cohesive they are. They're a serious outfit. Um, I'm you know a seven point ball game at fifty minutes. I was I was really pleased with the lads how they went toe toe and we just then made too many errors and, and they. Put was under too much pressure and uh, we cracked yeah at half time were you pleased with how the first half had gone I mean you finished finished quite strong no we did um, we were in the game uh, we said let's make it a contest let's get in this game and, um, and see where we can find an edge and um, we found a couple of little uh, bits but ultimately we gave away a load of 22 possessions from mistakes and errors and, uh, and they were clinical do you think discipline might have been an issue tonight? Definitely, yeah. And when you're under pressure, you tend to give give more away and um, you'll always look at the calls and um, feel a bit aggrieved. But tonight, you know, a better team won and what happens when the better team goes forward, they get the penalties. Look, thanks very much. Best of luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers. Rugby on Off The Ball. With Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.